I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back to Return to the Shadows. Today, we have another very special deep dive interview with none other than Ryan Reed, who is the head of hair department on Shadowhunters season one. He is responsible not only for Clary's fiery, curly hair, to the Lightwood's luscious locks, to Jace Whalen's slicked back do, and everything in between, the magic of Magnus Bane's hair and all of the creatures that you saw in the Shadow World in season one. We get to dive deep with him about creating this world, other source material that he's worked with in the past, and what he's gone on to in the future, as well as some exciting new prospects. Ryan is one of our favorite folks that we got to work with throughout the series and is just such a lovely, wonderful human. We can't wait to share him and his mastery with you. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hi, Ryan. How are you, buddy? I am great. Nice to see you guys. Good to see you, too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, no problem. No problem. Where Where are you, Ryan? What are you, what are you up to? I'm currently working on an Amazon project in Scotland. So Amazing. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Almost done. Almost done. You had that final push. Yeah. Final push. So that's why you see some wigs and stuff I'm in the trailer. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we couldn't do this season one rewatch and deep dive without talking to you, of course. Oh, thank you. <laughs> For sure. Ryan, why don't we start with, um, if you wouldn't mind, telling us who you are, what your job was on the show, and maybe how you got involved in the show? Yeah, no problem. Well, Ryan Reed, uh, I was the hair designer or the HOD of uh, Hunter season one. And um, how did I get involved in the show? I can't really recall who approached me for it, but I was really excited to work with Don Carmody, who was one of the producers, you know, because he, he did the original Shadowhunters movie mm. and, um, you know, pretty big producer at the time. So I decided, you know, it would be good to have that connect and then it was the bonus was meeting all of you guys oh that's very sweet Aww. Your, 
our favorite so far for saying that. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just as we've been going back through, you know, the episodes and everything else, it it really is every single department. And, you know, there were so many, not only people, but designers and artists that that really made the show what it was, particularly in season one, as we were able to mm-hmm. develop it, given that it had been a movie and a book series and all these things. And uh, you were such a huge part of that. And, you know, I've obviously done so many other things before and after. So um, start us off with how you got started in hair design and what was your, you know, original inspiration for this career path? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, starting off with a super light question, Ryan. Just yeah. like we're going to yeah, ease no. you right in. How did you decide <laughs> what you wanted to do with your entire life? Let's jump in right there. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I kind of always loved uh, the performing aspect of ent- entertaining, entertainment, but I'm not a good actor. So that that's really what it was. I, that can't I be kinda, true. That can't well, be true. I, I highly Because you're a very I'm, smiley I'm a... guy and we had some shitty days on Shadowhunters <laughs> and you were still smiling. Like, I've seen you act. I've seen it happen and it was flawless. It's true. This is true. No, no. I'm a real life... <laughs> in real life, I'm a good actor, but I'm a horrible uh, scripted actor. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference. So, um, no, you know what? It's just uh, I've kind of... And hair was always a, a natural talent that I had. So... It kind of went hand in hand, but I didn't know there was a viable job that I could do with hair and and the film industry. Of course, now that I'm in it, it makes perfect sense, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know it was even an option. And luckily enough for me, one of my really good friends, she had started agency work doing makeup and she's, you know, she discovered there was a need for me. Uh, specifically she's like Ryan we need you I don't know why she said that but she did wow and so she helped get it um, get me jobs doing music videos and such so I kind of started off doing that and then the odd commercial and then one thing led to another um, union film work mm-hmm. and television so that's kind of how it started there's like a fun sort of interesting parallel I think that that I think people and potentially the listeners will think that are what we do is so different, but really the escalation of careers is normally fairly similar, like either commercials and music videos, Mm -hmm. then someone sort of starts taking chances on you and you get smaller bits on bigger shows and then bigger bits on bigger shows or movies or whatever, like the actual progression steps are pretty, pretty much the same, arguably, no? I 1000% agree with that. And I kind of think it's important. It's important to take those baby steps. I agree the non-union things and the, and the mm-hmm. smaller stuff, because then it, it prepares you for bigger things to come. Totally. Yeah. You can kind of totally. get your training wheels on and, and learn how a sit day on set works and how you go about, you know, taking care of little problems that come up because inevitably we all know as much as you plan and as much as you prepare, everything always goes wrong and you have to roll with the punches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Quite literally rolling with the punches in our case. You got to roll with the punch and you, you have to be creative. Yeah, you have to be creative rolling with those punches, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because exactly. I mean, on, on film sets, it's all about creativity and time management. Totally. That's a really good point, actually. You know, a lot of people focus more on the creativity side of what it is that we do. But there is a good deal that being, there's a good deal of it that goes into what we do that is being creative on a time budget. which Mm. a lot of people don't necessarily consider, especially in your department, Mm -hmm. because... Which is actually, I think, a very interesting thing that... I I don't know if you've experienced this, but from my experience, sitting in the chair, having my hair and makeup done, it's a sort of congruent through line on any job that I've ever been, is people come in and be like, how much time do you need with these guys? And you're a bit like, the answer's always, I could release them now if you want them to look like shit. Like, I, I could let go of them right now, but the job's not done. Like I, we need the time to do that thing, but it's, it is so interesting because it is every set that I've ever been on. We, we seem to have that similar issue and the hair always takes the same and the makeup always takes the same and I'm always on time. So I don't really know where that issue comes from. You know, like we haven't changed any of the variables, <laughs> so I don't fully get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one because people, um, I feel like with hair, makeup, costumes specifically, that's where they try to crunch the time. Mm. for the rest of the day for everything else was like well we set the tone in the morning we're as fast as we can possibly be really yeah and um 
but you know, it, it just kind of cracked the whip. Says, you know, could you go faster because <laughs> we're losing the light? Whatever, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's always something. There's, you know, there's always a time budget, and they're trying to figure out where to pull time from wherever they can. But you know what? Everyone benefits from having the time to have the job actually complete in the end. Right, I right? agree. Ryan, I have a question for you that I sort of have asked kind yeah. of everyone's thus far that we've had on, especially about season one. And Kat and I have discussed this a little. Um, but we had there was this huge responsibility. As you mentioned, this movie had already been done once. Then it was a series of books that was incredibly popular. And there is this huge responsibility. Kat and I have discussed it from the point of view of creating these characters from sort of a physical or emotional sense. But a large part of how we looked was was you know leveled to you as your responsibility so how did that feel was there was there like a trepidation to coming to this or did you accept the challenge and i i personally think we all looked fantastic um but it but there is this level of like pressure that comes with you know what i mean there's a level of pressure that comes with like oh there's gonna be a lot of eyes on this very quickly you know what i mean yeah you know it's it's interesting that you say this and maybe i was a little naive, not realizing how super popular this show would have been. I absolutely did love the movie. And I, I knew that the, but my thing with when you're recasting um, and doing a series, I, I don't want, I, I don't want the characters to look exactly like the characters did in the movie. I, I want that discussion with you, whoever's yeah. playing that yeah. character to be their best version of of that of that of that character like so like for example clary had shed red hair but it didn't have to be the exact red that was in the movie Mm -hmm. or you know what i mean like those were the things that there's story points but they don't have to be exact and Mm -hmm. for me it's always like i I rely then on you guys to do the rest like your acting skills to kind of like make it believable and and you know we kind of set the foundation and you build on that Mm -hmm. And it's so important as well, you know, speaking about that, because we, I I can speak from my point of view that, and I think Ryan, I don't know if you remember, but the big like start of the transition to getting into character for me is my accent will change, obviously. And that starts sort of right at the beginning of the day, normally before I've even come in to get to to see you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. And then step number two is getting my hair and makeup done. And you, all of a sudden, I feel like my shoulders come back, and I sit a little taller, and I'm starting to feel a little more like Jace because that we, I'm starting to physically look like Jace. I think for most actors, this is a big step to like this is how we start our day correctly. You know what I mean? And they, and yeah. having having people who are professional, who are talented, who are nice as well as a huge a huge benefit, um, really does start us off in the in the right direction. So thanks for being that guy, Ryan. Thanks for sorting us out in the uh, mornings, well, you know? And yeah, pleasure, and, let me, and let me second that as well. You know, there's always, I always end up in the hair and makeup trailer, even when, you know, there's downtime on set, because that's where it's just always a safe space. And it's always usually pretty quiet when there's not a ton of people around. And you can just sit and have a conversation and, and be a human being for a few minutes. But also to echo what Dom said, there's something about particularly characters like this in the modern sense that get up in the morning every day ostensibly and put themselves together. And so you creating whatever the hair is for that character is ultimately what that character would choose to do to themselves. So that's in, and each little detail is a choice that that person has made and it informs so much about who they are. And when you look in the mirror, it's suddenly, as Dom said, you're, you're becoming that person, you're putting on that mask. It's, it's just another aspect of putting on the character every morning and, and to have someone who, you know, cares as much about that as we do is, is a big deal. Yeah. And, and you know what, you guys do care a lot about it. And for me as a designer, I'm very aware of that and that transition that you guys make, but also on the, on the other side of it, to have two leads such as yourself um, with the good energy that you guys brought in every morning, that makes a world of a difference because then, then that makes me be able to do my work really good when you guys come in with the good energy and then it's reciprocal. Then you guys are happy as well. So it's kind of like a, a full circle morning moment. Morning moment. Oh, thanks, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, I like that. That's good. 
Um, full circle morning moment. More of those, please. More full circles. <laughs> so talking about talking about the mornings and like trying to be in a good mood in the mornings, you know, because I think a lot of people don't really know really what goes into making a show with something like shadow or dark or light in the title. We spend a lot of time working at yeah. night, like a lot of time working yeah. in the evenings. Um, so, so speak to us and tell our, tell tell the audience a little about that because I Kat and I have spoken about this quite a bit as well. It is it was a bit of a shock to the system, and I think did you do the strain before or after this? Oh, did I do the strain before? I think I, th I think I did the strain before okay. uh, Shadow Hunters, and uh, there was a lot of nights. So you were a little more used to it. I'm never used to You're never used to it. I hate <laughs> oh, nights. Yeah. I hate working nights. You know, so I, I, I'm obsessed. I was obsessed growing up with vampires. And mm -hmm. um, I know I could not be one. No, there's no way. Because I do not because like nights. Because you can't nights. do nights. <laughs> no. I can't do nights. No. Just blackout curtains, Ryan. It's fine. Yeah, you would just yeah. be yeah. Make it work. the most miserable vampire. Can you imagine? Just, oh, no. This is forever. This yeah. is the rest of my forever. Wow. Yeah. No, nights night shooting um is not my favorite. And and I didn't anticipate. I did I don't know why. I don't know why I did not anticipate um nights. It's in the it's in the title, Shadow Hunters. <laughs> We're hunting shadows, Ryan. Can't do it during the day. It's literally in the title. Like we, I didn't either. I was just like, let's do it. This is going to be great. New sets. This is going to be awesome. No, yeah. night times. So many night yeah. times. So many Fridays yeah. that rolled into Saturdays. And to even to like yeah. break it down to the days, like we've been doing it for four months. And like, I'll text Matt and I'll be like, we're in on Friday, but like, I don't think it's going to be that long. I'll meet you for drinks afterwards. Will I fuck? What was I thinking? Like, absolutely not. I'm not finishing till yeah. four on Saturday morning. No. There's no way. What was yeah. I thinking? No. Yeah. We'll have breakfast wine together at 6 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday morning. <laughs> Mimosas. <laughs> Mimosas at Raz. We never did that. Why did we never do that? That would have been yeah. fun. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Very little thought. That early in the morning when you've been working for 12 yeah. hours, I think everyone's just like in the car, try not to crash on the yeah. way home. Those are my two... Two emos. Yep. Yeah. 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 We had other things on the mind, like making a TV show and <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, do you have any uh is there a standout moment in Shadowhunters? One for you, like maybe as a favorite moment, but two as a moment where you were able to sort of look back and go, Wow, we're actually doing something. This is yeah. really good. Because you never really know, you know, at least again, from our point of view, you can be involved in a show and you can go, This looks amazing and everyone hates it. Or you can be involved in a show and you're like, I'm really not sure about this. And then everyone loves it. Like, you just have no idea how it's going to be received. So I wonder if you had a moment where you saw it and went, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Or well, the opposite, if you I'm, thought the opposite. <laughs> no, no, I never had the opposite. I'm super, I'm super critical of my own work. But mm -hmm. I think for me, satisfaction is when you are designing, uh, like, you know, just, just the different types of um, creatures, I guess, like the, mm -hmm. the fairies or... You know, looking at like how we we did uh, like like the werewolf people or or the vampires or and and just seeing all these worlds coming together and that there was a clear difference. Yeah. Um, like I I I appreciate looking back at that or or being on set and looking at these these massive um, you know uh, background days. And, yeah. and saying, you know what, this, this works. It, it's believable. I believe that I'm in this specific place with these people and that you guys are kind of weaving your way through the crowds and, you know, but stand out, you know, right. that, and to me that that's makes a difference. Yeah, well, that's just it. When we've spoken about this a lot in season one is that each episode sort of established a new aspect of the shadow world, especially right at the beginning. And we were on, you know, such an insane schedule mm -hmm. and and kind of, yeah. you know, I, I know Dom and I were just getting the scripts as we were shooting, basically. And so, and I'm, I'm sure the same, I don't know if the same was for you or not, if you were given a heads up, like, hey, you're doing vampires yep. next week. You might want to think about that. Um, but it, it was no. always so impressive as we walked on the set and <laughs> <No>. suddenly we're <laughs> as you said, transported into this new world that was 
fully fleshed out from the set to the costume down to the hair of every single person on set. And so how much of that was you being yeah. able to to bring your own creativity into it? And how much did they let you kind of play versus how much did, you know, they kind of say we want X, Y, and Z and, or was it collaborative or how did that really work on the show? I'll be completely honest. They were super open to everything that I came up with. Um, I don't think anyone, I don't think any of the ideas were shut down at all. Well, that's, I think that's a huge compliment to you because they would shut down ideas. You know, I think, I think they would be very open to the concept of shutting down ideas. So I think what that means is (laughs) you sent ideas and they liked them. (laughs) You know, that, that's really what happened. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a testament to you. Ah, thank you. No, it was, it was fun. It was creative. It was really fun because I have been on other shows that that's more um, Mm -hmm. managed their Mm -hmm. expectations, which means really it's what the producers want, but not Shadowhunters. I I found I didn't have that on that show at all. Amazing. So, which is really good. It's really, really good. It was so fun. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Let's talk about I, I, another question has just come to me. Let's talk about some of the difficulties we had on Shadowhunters. <laughs> One of the big things that I think people don't they don't tell you ever is that things like hair covering your face oh, yeah. or like it not being Especially perfect, doing, like, like a fight inch perfect. Scene. They don't like that. Like they'll get the dailies and they're like, "No, we're not about this." Um, so make sure you know it's not covering the face or whatever it is. And you're like, "This is a martial mm-hmm. arts based show. Ninety percent mm-hmm. of which we're shooting we're outside." Sweating. Like that, we have so little control over that sort of thing. So, why don't you talk to talk to us a little bit about like the chaos that can ensue? Yeah, I mean, I think especially Jace's hair falling in the face—that uh, that's a thing. That that was a mm. bit of a thing, and trying to get it right because it never never looks super cool the way you think it looks. And mm-hmm. then you're like, ah, oh, that 
worked. Oh, that didn't work. How am I going to fix that? So it looks better next time, or do we just add more hairspray? More a couple hairspray. more hairpins. I don't so know. So much hairspray. So much hairspray. <laughs> Did I put too much hairspray? You know, it- gallons of hairspray went into Dom's hair on season one alone. Like my hair had enough, but I'm used to that. But I can tell you, towards the end, oh, my memory yeah. wasn't very good. I was inhaling a lot. Don't of it. nobody put fire near Dom because you a will lot, a lot of hairspray set set ablaze. Yeah, no. seriously. Yeah, maybe too much hairspray. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, but then, if, I mean, weather, weather is always Ugh. a big thing. So like, I'm a lot forgiving mm-hmm. now when I watch things on, on, in movies or in television, because mm-hmm. you never know what the situation is. You don't know if it's been raining or it's a misty, foggy day. There's moisture, there's snow, who knows what the elements are in <laughs> lovely mm-hmm. Toronto. So, um, <laughs> you can have all the elements in one day. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, like, morning to night, you don't know. It's, you know, the morning, it's like 30 degrees, and it's sunny, and everything's great, and the evening, it's snowing, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck, Toronto? Make yeah. up your mind. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> we just did a rewatch of episode 11, which was when we were out at the the sort of English cottage in the middle of the field doing the green fire thing. Mm. And I remember Pierre, our first AD, had come on the walkie and said, um, there's 45 minutes until a absolute pouring rainstorm front comes through and we already knew because my hair was flat and you were out there with a little butane curling iron and an umbrella trying to make it work uh you were such a hero that day um humidity is not our friend man it's just not our friend no yeah i think that's another thing actually that we should talk about and again you know anyone who's never been to a set or is in any way unfamiliar with how a set works is um touches it's called touches uh before Mm -hmm. Every take of every scene, hair and makeup come in and you get anywhere between 40 seconds to maybe a couple of minutes to make our makeup look fresh. Now, the first scenes of the day, that's not normally too much of a big deal. It's, haven't done very much. We've only been there for an hour. Nobody's sweat through their mm-hmm. makeup. I've, I've managed to restrain running my fingers through my hair for <laughs> the first 20 or 30 minutes of the day. When we get to sort of literally the 11th hour of being on set, yeah, shit starts to get a little looser. And that 30 seconds of touches isn't necessarily enough. So these the the teams that come on, these like heroes that come on and just quickly go, how do we have this morning? Okay, great. Where were you just previously to this scene? Because it has to match that. Or if we haven't filmed it yet, then let's make it simple because it has to, we will have to match it at the end of the next scene and do all of those sort of these like astronaut calculations in your heads instantaneously and then quickly touches up. So tell us tell us a little about that again like the sort of calm chaos that happens when someone else touches yeah yeah that that's basically you that's it it it, it is the calm chaos or just chaos or just chaos or just chaos <laughs> i mean you know there's so many touches you know in between takes especially for you guys with the fighting like the fighting scenes is the one and it's to try yeah. to keep the continuity it, it can be tough it can be tough you have to be on yeah top of it that's for sure mm-hmm. well and you certainly are and now obviously you've worked on a huge variety of uh genres over the years and uh, starting on according to our research uh degrassi was something you did sort of earlier on in your your film and tv career so that's very mm-hmm. different from then coming into this world of creatures and demons and things like this but you know sort of tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you so Degrassi, Degrassi was fun. Degrassi was my first um, because I did the music videos. And then um, when I, my first type of union work actually was on a kind of like a music video show that was uh, Cheetah Girls. Oh my God. Because it was a lot of dancing. My childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's I it. had no idea. I did the Cheetah Girls. I'm fangirling. Yeah. So, that, but then when I, but I was still an assistant around those times. So then when I did Degrassi, it was my first department heading uh, type show. And you get an ensemble cast of 18 kids um, who that season, especially the girls, decided to all get oh, no. uh, extensions down to their butt. Oh, no. Um, you know, no. long, great length extensions. Yeah, and they'd all come in in the morning with soaking wet hair that you had to get them then ready within, like, you know, a, a two-hour span. Oh, my band, gosh, With Ryan. no assistance, by the way. Wow. It was, uh, it was, it was a lot of work, but, uh, it was a, but it was also fun because, you know, you got to be contemporary. Um, mm-hmm. 
And the thing is, I really wanted to bring them up because previously, especially Degrassi, they um, would kind of do their own hair and makeup. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so then kind of like when I started, maybe the season before I started is when they actually started having hair and make like people do like actually do them. And they wanted them to kind of be um, a little more contemporary and up with the other shows that were their competitive shows at the time, like the OC and whatever. Um, so that's what I tried to do. And it was, um, it was a lot of work, but it was fun. Um, you know, met Drake, that's a, that's AKA Aubrey Graham. So he's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little behind the scenes, hometown Toronto history. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, talking about assistants and teams and stuff like that. So you, from my sort of fairly limited knowledge, you as a head of department get to pick your team. So how does that happen? Do you have people who travel with you? Do you have a group that you normally use? Do you, especially, you know, Toronto, I think is sort of the fairly local show. So you, I would imagine have a group of people or they're like, we're going to take a chance on these ones or how does that work? How does assembling your team work? So it's not easy. Um, there are people that you use for certain projects. And also I think mm -hmm. you do take a chance on other people and see how it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like personalities, mixing personalities can be difficult at times. And um, I do have my go-to people for sure when they're available. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I mean, right. I couldn't, for where I am right now, I couldn't bring anybody. Um, but I did thankfully meet some great people. So how does that work? When you meet people, is it like auditioning or like just applying for a job? You send a resume? Like, what? how does that? You give them a wig and say, quick, <laughs> quick, do a style. Quick, make this yeah, happen. Do this. Make this. <laughs> and then hit them with a hose. Like, we're going to be filming then, the rain. Come in like an AD. Like, five minutes. Go, five yeah, minutes. do it. Yeah. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's tough. It's tough, man. I, I'll be honest. Yeah. You you, you kind of look at people's CVs and and hope that they're truthful um, with some of the things that they have on their CVs or their experience. Oh, that's interesting. Wait, is that common? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Oh my god. Somebody could be <laughs> part of a team but have a very small role to play. Um, and then there's others oh, that have that are that have huge roles on that same team. So you don't really, you never really know what you're walking into with somebody new. It could be a great experience or it could be um, a bit challenging at times. So it's really, yeah. really tough. Back home, I kind of know mm -hmm. the talent pool to pick from, and and also there's people that are amazingly talented, right. but your your personalities just don't mesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm like, uh, I try to be drama free. So, mm -hmm. you know, I try to pick the people where like we, we just get along and um, don't butt heads. So, hey, well, that's so, I think that's so smart. We've spoken about that yeah. just from our point of view briefly. And I think in any career, I don't understand why people wouldn't. Like, if I have the choice between working with someone that I know as a decent human being versus someone I know as a dick, there's a fairly clear choice of who I'm going to go with. Like, there's, you know, and then mm -hmm. adding the like, I know people who, for example, don't work well like at nights or under time crunches or that sort of thing. And I'm like, this is going to be that kind of show. I don't know if this is the right thing for you to do. You're fantastic at what you do. But if you're going to start letting things slip here and there, because th these are the parameters that we're going to be working under. Um, but it's it is funny that you mentioned lies on the CV. And Kat, it's even funnier that you're surprised. Like We're actors. All we do for a living is lie about what we do. I don't. Like, that's all we do. For, you know what I mean? Like someone approaches us and they're like, hey, this show Shadowhunters came up. Have you ever done any martial arts? And I'm like, me? Fucking black belt over here. Yeah, man. I'm black belt in Kwaijin <laughs> low to new one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm great. And then you just got to pick it up. You got to figure it out. Like, can you ride a horse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They used to call me Captain Equestrian as a kid, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I know how to ride all the different brands of horses. No idea. But you got to figure it out. I don't know, man. I have too much of a guilt complex. <laughs> I'm too honest. I'm like, well, uh, a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I did it once in Girl Scouts. Right. Um, but, I can learn. But, but you that's know what? That's it. important. And I think it's important for people to be honest yeah. with other people and themselves. Just be like, I I'm not great at that. Mm -hmm. I could yeah. learn how to do it better or I don't know how to do that. And I'd rather yeah. someone tell me they don't know how to do something and I can work with that as opposed to saying, I sure I could do that. And then they can't. Totally. Yeah. 
You know, that's a really good point, actually. And that's a really good lesson for for any aspect of this industry and kind of yeah. for life, for, you know, our listeners out there to take away that if you don't know how to do something, if you're unsure, if you don't necessarily feel confident, it's okay to admit that and to reach out to someone for guidance. Because someone, you know, as kind and wonderful as you is more than happy to teach as well as employ. Yeah, I, mean. I, I would I would rather someone be honest. And I, like you said, I would rather, and then I could teach them you know, my way of doing it and be like, Hey, yeah. it's not the only way this works for me. If you find a better way, then, uh, you can do that. Totally. So I'm actually, I think a little too lenient as well as people take advantage of that, but you know what? It is what it is. Well, that's interesting. interesting. Is there, so that's an interesting question then I guess, cause it, or I think there's a, there's a trap that people can fall into both on our side of this industry and from the viewer's side that like, Oh, you've made it. Like yeah. you've learned all of the things that yeah. you need to learn. And that's just simply not the case. Like it doesn't matter what level you're at. Like you're, you're constantly learning new things. And I think it's a dangerous precedent to set to tell people that that's not the case and, and to either work with or be around people who think that their, their cup is full as it were, that they could, that there is no more for them to learn. Cause then like, what are we doing here? Like, where do, where are we going? What's the next step? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know what, now that I'm, getting um, a few years older in life, I have no tolerance whatsoever for that stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like this is something you you just mentioned, like, you know, as the years go on, I'm in my 30s now, Ryan. I was like late mid 20s when you and I met. It was it was like a long time ago now. We filmed that stuff a while ago. Like it really took me, mm-hmm. this whole thing has been so lovely because we do get to go the, this real trip down like, Wow, that was like yeah. closing in on a decade ago that we did that, which is wild. But that, you know, hopefully you'd still have some fairly fond memories. Like, what are your favorite days that we did? Obviously, we'll not the nights. We'll accept that that wasn't super fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Or nights. Or nights. Dom, we were pretty entertaining some nights. I'll tell you that. I'm sure our shenanigans got got silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think I really like whatever the days were when we're at the studios. I really enjoyed the studio days. I, I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I I really just liked being at the studio <laughs> better than the yeah. locations. But the locations were fun too. I think there was a lot of, like, I, the funny thing is I can't pinpoint it, but there was a lot of fun mm-hmm. stuff with you guys, like, on a whole, I would say. just And then when you all got together <laughs> in between takes... <laughs> Yeah, because I'm I like to people watch and I literally could just sit there and just watch you guys just interact with each other just going at each other. It, <laughs> that's the fun. <laughs> it was a good group. Yeah. I would say a good group of people together, you know, with, with the different personalities, but it but it worked. Exactly. It worked. Yeah. Which I, which is interesting because it easily couldn't have done, you know, yeah. with such, such like vastly different people from such vastly different backgrounds, it very easily couldn't have worked out. And it just did. Um, you should have come back for season two, man. We had temperature control in the studio. You no more like 40 degree studios with the cameras breaking down. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. Fine. It took us a year, but we got it. <laughs> but, uh, but you, you know, you were in the trenches with us, yeah, which yeah. Was, was pretty yeah. wonderful. But, um, you know, you were obviously off doing other amazing things. That's the tricky thing. Like you get used to someone who's so good at their at what they do, and it makes them it makes them incredibly popular. So it's like, nah, I can't come back because I'm now doing this other thing that they wanted me to do. And I'm like, why do they get to have you? That doesn't <laughs> seem super fair. We we enjoyed having you. What's going on there? I know. Well, yeah, and that happened yeah, yeah. time and time again on Shadowhunters. <laughs> and that happened so much. We were always so proud of people going on and doing other things, but we missed you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is... 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I will say, um, it is one of my favorite horror franchises. Is and it? when I found out, yeah, and when I found out you were responsible for mm. the Pennywise look, I definitely fangirled and uh had a moment of pride and maybe maybe shed a happy tear. Aww. So tell us about that. Well, it's a it's not bittersweet because it was more sweet than bitter. But I will be honest, I had a bit of um a hard time leading up to that. Um, Because I had worked on a show, and I think because I was very tired, like, stretching myself to the limits, and it really took its toll on me. And I was like, I don't think I have thick enough skin to be in this industry anymore. Oh, wow. I just don't want to work with people that are assholes. Fair enough. Or, like, you know, actively, you know, do things to just mess with you for no good reason at all. And you're like, I don't get it. Like, why are people so mean? And I was like, I don't, I don't. And then I, and then, you know, you think, well, if they're like this now, and this is like a small, like a small pool, what happens if you go to a bigger pool and everyone's like that? And I don't think you're going to be able to swim (laughs) with the, you know, the big boys or girls, whatever, you know? And I was like, so I was like, I don't know. Then I got a phone call. And one of my friends, she's like, could you come out to work on this movie? And I was like, no, you know what? I don't, I don't think so. I think I just need to take some time off. And then I got another phone call from another friend. And they're like, so Ryan, could you just come and work on this movie? You'll just be with the prosthetic guys. All you gotta do is put a wig on a clown. And I was like, I don't know, like a clown? And they're like, well, it's Pennywise. And I talked to a few of my friends. They're like, he's iconic. You have to do it. I was like, I don't know about no clown. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so when, then, you know, the prosthetic guys, they're like, no, no. They're really good guys. They're like, you'll just be with us. You're not going to be with anybody else. It's going to be fun. And I said, okay, fine. And that was one of the biggest decisions I made and probably one of the best decisions I made and had such a good time on that movie, I'm so happy that I made that choice. That's so wonderful. And not the other choice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, great news. It's because I was, yeah. I mean, we know, obviously, your Satin Hair and Makeup trailer, like, before you started the story, we knew that this wasn't going to end <laughs> with you quitting hair and makeup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we yeah. can see that that's not the case. Um, yeah. But it, there is that concern. Like, I think any actor, artist, anyone in this industry worth their salt has had that question in their mind at least one point where they're like, 
man, I don't know. This is this is much harder than and people do describe it as very difficult. Like yeah. normal people will be like, if you want to do it, it's tough. Yeah. And everyone goes through that point where they're like, I, I don't know. Like this is too much. This this is more than a human being is meant to sort of deal with on a daily basis. So let me just speak for me, the fans of Shadowhunters and the many, many fans of the It franchise. Yeah. And say thank you to your two friends who begged you to yeah. come and be a part of it and rejuvenate your loneliness. Yeah, no, it was really, it, it was so fun. And it's also, it, it sounds like at least it's a testament to the Toronto film community as well, which I know all of us have a very large fondness for. And, and it is something that is a supportive family of that nature. And that's one of the things I love most about Toronto and about you and everyone else that I met doing Shadowhunters. Everyone, it is a community and you all do tend to, you know, support each other and know each other and bring each other into things and lift each other up when you're going through these moments. Mm-hmm. And that's that's such an important mm-hmm. thing. We we spend more time with each other than we do, you know, with our own families and families, yeah. Yeah, and you need that. Yeah. You need yeah. that support system to get through those uh those days. But you totally need that support system. Yeah. But so happy I did that. So fun. So um Andy Machete who's uh, amazing. I mm-hmm. love Andy so much. Yeah. He's such a good dude. Such a good dude. Him and his sister, Barbara, they're like yeah. amazing to work, to work with. And um, he basically, cause he was a storyboard artist. He drew the picture and they kind of already had it assembled, but Andy mm-hmm. was like, you know, could you do a little bit more of this and a little more of that? And I took the wig and I had to re you know, fix it up and do my little, touches to it and then that became the iconic pennywise look amazing that's incredible how many did you have how many wigs did you have because there's a lot of like blood and gore and special effects and that sort of thing yeah. how many did you have for there was when the gun the blood gun goes awry <laughs> there was two wigs and then, and then there was a third so technically there was three wigs but two of this kind of the same but one was the hero mm-hmm. and one ended up being the stunt double and then in the first mm-hmm. movie, there was a kind of other scenes where all of a sudden it kind of grew long. I don't know why, but so then those were the <laughs> okay. those were the three wigs. Like I don't know, all Andy's ideas. Wow, that seems that seems like a brave choice to only have the two. Yeah, like, goodness, could you clean we've it? We've all worked with actors before, like smoking or whatever, and something yeah. happens. Like, well, I'll tell you, Bill Bill Skarsgård is is amazing, and he was very respectful of the process, very respectful of the the makeup and the hair and everything. Mm-hmm. So he was um, such a professional, so such a trooper. Um, but yeah, like the, it didn't get messed up, believe it or not. So, wow. I mean, yes, Amazing. I was able to clean it. I was able to recolor. I was able to, you know, do a, a, all sorts of stuff. And um, it was pretty good. And so I, for the first movie, I was just his, I guess, hair personal guy. And then the second movie... Mm-hmm. I was the department head. I was in the movie for two seconds, guys. Two what? seconds. Wow. Really? How did I yeah. miss you? Where? When? So there's a scene with McAvoy where he is in in the studio at the beginning of the movie, like talking to his like uh, mm-hmm. wife, who's an actress. Yeah. I'm the hairdresser that's doing mm-hmm. her hair. That's okay. I have to oh, rewatch no the movie way. now. I gotta go back yeah. and watch. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They snuck you in. Was that just one of those conversations? Like we've, I know I've done this before on movies where they're just like, someone didn't show up or like, we just need someone like, and they're like, Hey Ryan, you know what you're doing with hair? Could you come and make this look real for us for a second? (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. He, he wanted to get a lot of the crew in that whole scene. So, um, I think it was, uh, (laughs) Peter Bogdanovich was like supposed to be the director of that whole thing. So all the crew that was there was really the crew of the movie that's so cool no way wow that's awesome yeah what a nice idea that's a really cool that's yeah that's a really cool way of of doing it that's a nice little nod to the the hard work of the crew so then so you worked with isaiah twice obviously because isaiah was (laughs) yes he was in it was in it number two we it's so funny because we had a we he got cast in it I think in between season three and what should have been season four. Mm-hmm. And obviously we got canceled in between. So the script came out 
for these last two episodes that we ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And it literally says in the script, in the stage directions, it says Luke enters uncharacteristically clean shaven. And we were all like, the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Sure enough, his beard's gone, but it's because yeah. he'd done it in the middle and he had yeah. to shave for it. So he had to, all of a sudden he turned up and he just had no beard, which I thought was great. Which yes, we had never seen right. him without facial hair. We'd known the man for almost five years right. and had never seen him clean shaven. Yeah. It was... Never. Well, I mean, he looks amazing no matter what. It's Isaiah Mustafa. Yeah. Like, you can't make him yeah. look bad if you try. But uh, Can't make him look bad. But, oh my gosh, it was it was a, a new revelation for all of us, I think. Um, so this moves us on quite neatly to one of my favorite new shows, The Umbrella Academy. Yes! I love The, like, I love the Umbrella Academy. The kid... The the kid who plays the forty year old I can't remember his name. Oh my god, he's a- Aiden, 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 Aiden Gallagher Aiden. Who plays number five. I did a movie with Emmy over the pandemic. I love Emmy. Yeah, she's like just a sunshine of a human. Yeah, yeah. I th- I this is what I think is so funny when you watch a show like that and you watch these kids and you're like, I'm quite a bit older than you. And I would love to be that good. And I don't think I am that good. And that's really <laughs> annoying. Like you're doing a better version of an adult than I do in my sort of day to day, which is really <laughs> like, it's a trippy thing to deal with. Um, are you, did you come back for th- season three? No. What did you do on the Umbrella Academy? I, I just did season one. You did season one? Yeah. Well, I just did season one because then, then I went and did it too. Oh, so I, I see. Did. So then again, yeah. oh, that makes sense. So okay, yeah. that begs the question. Then tell us a little bit about that because again, that's another completely different world in this same kind of genre of sci-fi, superheroes, and supernatural, and all of this. So you were coming in to a completely new universe. So what was that? How was that experience for you, having done Shadowhunters Ooh. and it, and then coming into this? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was so fun. Um, Umbrella was really cool. Um, I guess once again, like just kind of creating the, the the characters, like and then what their personalities were, mm-hmm. was really, really, really cool. Um, but also because it was based off of a comic book, we really didn't stay true to the the looks of the the books. We kind of just said, okay, let's create a new thing, um, which was kind of mm-hmm. fun. Which I, I I don't know. It was it was a little bit. It was way different than Shadowhunters in that respect because it was what I did. It it was kind of contemporary based. Well, so was Shadowhunters, but everyone kind of like had a normal ish look. Wasn't too um, out there. Well, because it existed in the real world, in the contemporary world, like our world yeah. was hidden. So it was this. Right. You know, y- you didn't have to look like a normal person walking down exactly. the street. Whereas these guys had to look in fact even more so because at the beginning of season one these guys are all somewhat hiding who they are right so they have to be able to just mix into like yeah the world um well i think you did a brilliant job i love that show oh thank it's you great i really wish they had more like monkeys in it that's that's <laughs> yeah. all I'm- more cgi monkeys yeah is there were there CGI. more monkeys in the car co- i never read the comic yeah, books in the comic books there, there were was. a bunch of them it was just a matter of fact, like, oh, there's just, you know, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so walking down the street. Huh. Um, so I wish Funny. we had a, a few more of those. But anyways, the one we had was really good. That's fascinating. See, these are the things that, you, things that you learn. That nobody ever gets to know until we talk to the, the people who were behind the scenes of the whole thing. Yeah. No, that, that was fun. Once again, that was another great bunch of uh, people together that was, was awesome, mm-hmm. you know? Tom Hopper, yeah. like every everybody, Emmy. Yeah. Um, Tom's doing amazingly now yeah. as well. Like there are, I, I like he is anything that's sort of going for like a handsome British guy. Tom's our guy. Tom's the guy getting Tom's it, and then like, ah, oh, good for you, son of a bitch. <laughs> Tom's our great. guy. Really happy for you. He's supposed yeah. to be the <laughs> nicest human being as well. He's supposed to be so sweet, which makes yeah, it really difficult to be good. like jealous and annoyed. You know, yeah, I've heard is. nothing but that's good true. things about him, and He's I'm like, so that's wonderful. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's talented and handsome and successful. He couldn't have been a dick. Like that would have made it easier. You know what, Dom? He's just—he's just too tall, Dom. He's too tall. It is there. there, there it is. He's too How tall. tall is he? How tall is he in real life? Uh, I don't know. Six, maybe six four. Maybe he's not that tall. But <laughs> why did I ask? Well, Dom, you're so I knew I was going to ask. I knew it was going to upset me. Why did I ask? I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> Okay, I'm not really dumb. You're still, you're still. I look very tall next to Kat. I'm sitting here at five five, and I'm a lot taller than you. 
Yeah, I'm taller than you for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what is is there anything you're excited about sharing or like talking about what you've got coming up? Oh, well, I mean, it's announced, so I think I could talk. I can't really talk about it, but I could talk about that there is a Netflix movie coming out. It's called Slumberland, so that would be a cool one. Uh, Jason Momoa's in it. Um, so I that's not a secret. This. It's a, it's it's been announced. So that's not the a like secret, Dreamland but... one, right? What's that? It's like Netflix's Alice in Wonderland kind of deal. It's like the dream she gets. She can like figure out a Dreamland. I think it, I just read something about this. So there you go. Uh, that you said most of it. Kind of the same. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to get you in any trouble. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think there's any trouble. I mean, it's called Slumberland. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if they've really said much about it, but you know, you got the gist. Well, Dom, if you say it, yeah, Ryan can't amazing. get in trouble. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Ryan Day, yeah. And they can't fire me from that show. Although maybe they could, they like, imagine if Netflix heard the podcast and they were like, well, you did just say this thing about our other Netflix show. So I think we're going to ax your contract from the show that you're on now. No. (laughs) Made a huge mistake. (laughs) No. No. Um, And and aside from that, I mean, I literally just got hired on a, on a, series yesterday well congratulations i can't talk about that one yet congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah of course um we actually did we kind of paved over one as well because i was like it's just occurring to me that you sort of were fairly responsible for like some pretty iconic looks over the last like five ten years it's from Shadow Shadowhunters to the umbrella academy to the it franchise and we kind of skipped over star trek like you yeah, had a big hand right. in Star Trek as well. Let's no? talk about Star Trek. Because again, that's something, as you've talked about with the comic book for Umbrella Academy or the books for Shadowhunters, this is, I mean, this is Star Trek. It's one of the biggest sci-fi fantasy franchises ever. Ever. Well, um, I mean, and I did season one of Star Trek Discovery, which was really cool to work on mm-hmm. um, because we had Sonequa Martin-Green, Michelle Yeoh, come on, Michelle Yeoh. Oh my Yo. God, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh. Um, yeah. And and many more uh, that I can't remember the names right now. But <laughs> it was it was really fun. Um, Jason Isaacs, Jason Isaacs. I, I mean, love Jason. On. He played my dad in the pilot Jason ages Isaacs. ago. Is it? Listen, I kept trying to get him to put a white wig. I. That's where my head would have been as well. Or just have him say Potter. Yeah. Once, yeah. just all I need is once. once. I can use it as like my ringtone. That's <laughs> yeah. all I need. <laughs> yeah, he he did not love that stuff, but mm. um, he's so <laughs> nice. He's so nice. So he Jason Isaacs. Uh, who who else? Was, anyways, there was a, there was a lot of great people on that one. Um, what was fun about that show is I got to really tell this a story through hair and hair texture, mm-hmm. and that it's literally like the first black female lead of a Star Trek series ever. And that we got to tell the story mm-hmm. through her hair um, season one, because she is a, she's like a captain or something. What, what was she? She, she was, and then she kind of, um, you know, she, she was raised Vulcan and she had, um, you know, kind of like this short kind of crop, smooth hairstyle. And then as she does a mutiny, and goes to prison, and then her hair is natural. And so she's got this short, natural kind of hair, which was amazing to work with Sonequa and to um, collab with, because we really wanted to show like that through texture, like hair texture, to be proud of it. Like, you don't have to have straight hair as a, as a Black woman. You can have your natural texture. And um, to me, that was so important to showcase that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember reading articles about that when it came out in in all the trades. It made such a big splash and made such a, a an impact for so many people. And I mean, the fact right. that you know you are largely responsible for that—that's a incredible and b something to be really proud of. Oh, it was so fun! It was so fun. I mean, and then we got to do like other stuff. We got like you know Vulcans and uh, Klingons, although the Klingons had no hair that season. <laughs> One thing I can say, even though there is a level of creativity, there's also a level of definitely everything has to be approved by the higher ups. <laughs> and so there was a, a few times where you kind of feel like it's pulled back a little bit. I see. Unlike Shadowhunters. <laughs> so 
there, there's a bit of that in that world where sure. um, I wish that I could have pushed the envelope a little bit more, but um, there's only so far that it could have went, but that's okay. Right. Um, I didn't do season two, but I went back for season three because at season two, I was doing Umbrella Academy. And then I went back <laughs> for season three. It's like, it's honestly like you, you come in and do a season one and then find the next season one. Like what other revolutions can I make in here? I mean, I want to start something new and then, yeah, I guess I'll come back and do your one as long as there's not another season one or another like Stephen King iconic horror thing that I need to put together. Like, you're just like, I like making things. I like making the start for everything and making everyone love the hair. And then I'm just going to peace out. You're the world building guy. The world building guy, honestly. No, you know what it is, really? It's a, you just kept like people keep offering you other jobs. And then if there's a lull in between the next season picking up, you, sometimes you just have to take the thing mm-hmm. that's in front of you. And that's kind of what has happened, why I don't end up sometimes coming back unless they literally tell you from the get go, we're doing X amount of seasons and we want you for all of them. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard sometimes. Like with you guys, your options, like you, you have to do X amount of seasons. Whereas us, it's like they don't do that for the regular crew, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. how sometimes we get, we have, you know, we get snatched up by other projects. Yeah. And I'm sure you do because you're so good. Like, you know, that's what we were sort of briefly touching on earlier. Like if you're good at creating this stuff, if you're good at what you do and you're a nice person mixed in with that as well. Why wouldn't people be snatching you up? <laughs> you. you know what I mean? Like, it's a very easy thing to be like, of course, we're going to take him <laughs> over to us. Um, well, now you know, look at you. They're, exactly. uh, they're snapping you up across the pond. <laughs> and now I'm all the way in Bonnie, Scotland. Bonnie, Scotland. How Bonnie is it, though? Is it nice there? Scotland gets about two weeks of nice weather a year. It is um, currently raining, so not so Bonnie today. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Bonnie down here, where I am. I know, London's having a lovely summer. and uh, It's beautiful. Scotland's uh, not, so. <laughs> what a pity. Um, well, Ryan, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much. One, for the amazing things you did for us in our show, for starting all the mornings off with a smile, and, and then for coming on the show and being able to share some of this behind-the-scenes experience that just nobody really gets to hear about. So it's really special that we get to share this stuff. So thank you so much, dude. Oh, listen, I appreciate it. Yeah, and it's it really is such an incredible thing. You know, it's been so many years, and the fact that you were so kind to come back and chat with us and truly, you know, clearly, given the vast expanse of your work, you are a master at what you do, and we wanted to celebrate that. So thank you for, for coming on and chatting with us and reconnecting and returning to the shadows, as it were. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This is this uh, pleasant surprise. I'm glad. I'm really glad. And I'm so glad I did this. And and you guys, I'm, I'm, I've been watching you guys and your careers. And I'm um, really happy when I see you guys on the telly. Oh, amazing. So, well, hopefully our paths know. will cross again soon. Right. Hopefully it's not too long before <laughs> yeah. we get to work with each other again. I, everything fucking t- films in Toronto. So I'm sure we'll be up there at some point. I know. Yeah. It's a big world, Constant. but a small It'll industry. Happen. It'll happen. <laughs> for sure. We'll make it happen. Well, Ryan, enjoy your day on set. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much again. Seriously, thank you. Take care of yourself. All right. Return to the Shadows is hosted and executive produced by me, Dominic Sherwood, and Catherine McNamara. Our executive producer is Ling Lee. Our senior producers are Liz Hayes and Diego Tapia. And our producers are Hannah Harris and Kristin Vermilia. Original music by Alex Kinsey, performed by Alex Kinsey and Catherine McNamara. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.